Still a nation, what's going on? It's your man Kev Easy here, man. This is Stills for Seven Podcast, episode 85. Yo, man, who would have thought we would be here today? Who would have thought we would be here today? Not me, not the last couple of weeks, not gonna lie, not gonna lie. I'm gonna give one big shout out to my guy, Trivial G, for nicking 30. You know what I'm saying? A couple weeks ago, he was just like in my head, like, yo, man, I think y'all gonna make it. Y'all gonna go on the run. I said, yo, man, get out of here with that, man. We, we just gotta get to the offseason and straighten up things and come back strong next year. You know, I was out. I ain't gonna lie, man. After we stacked a couple wins, you know, after the Cleveland Brown games, that's that's basically when I was in. Like, I was, I was sold. But, all right, bet. We can do it. We can do it. And then I heard that one stat uh, about the Colts going into Jacksonville and their record. I said, yo, it really can happen. And the fast forward, it happened. It happened. Man, this episode, we're going to talk about a few things, man. But make sure you guys go get your popcorn, go get your smokes, go get your beer, go get your liquor, go get whatever you need, your vices, whatever. Sit back, relax, and let's just enjoy the moment. Stills for Seven Podcast, episode 85. Let's get it. Still is beat the Baltimore Ravens. Y'all already know that. It's crazy how the last two games of the season was AFC North football. The Pittsburgh Steelers back against the wall came out, beat the Browns, came out, beat the Ravens. You know what I'm saying? We didn't go against Lamar Jackson, but we was definitely going against their second round, excuse me, second string quarterback. Um, I believe his name Tyler Huntley, whatever his name is, man. Um, he wasn't good enough to get the job done. We was in OT. Because, of course, you know how a Raven Steelers game go. And no matter what happens, one team can win the turnover de- um, battle 5-1. to one, And the game will still be a three-point game. It's that type of rivalry with the Steelers and Ravens. Um, at least we can speak in the Ben Roethlisberger era. And Ben Roethlisberger was just, just kept the season going. With a nice stat for Ben Roethlisberger because he's number two all time in that category. But fourth quarter drives, fourth quarter game winning drives, he did another one. Another one, you feel me? So it's like the dude's been doing his thizzle. Um, The Steelers end up beating the Ravens. The biggest story coming into the game, to me, I believe it was actually T.J. Watt breaking the sack record, and out the gate, T.J. Watt, it was a little kerfuffle, <laughs> if you will, I don't know if you, what you want to call it, but it was a bobble snap, 
The quarterback picked it up. TJ knocked it out the quarterback's hand. Caused the fumble. Now, me, I'm not going to lie. I said, yo, that was a little too much to call it a sack. You know? But they, the way they described it in the year, they said uh, aborted play. I was like, uh, that wording was a little crazy. I'm not going to lie. But look, man. TJ didn't get he didn't break the record, but he sure enough did tie the record. And I actually like that sack better than the little situation in the beginning. Because my whole beef coming into the the game was how when Michael Strahan broke the record, Brett Favre basically laid down so Michael Strahan can get it. Laid down. For my wrestling fans back in the day. The WCW, if you remember, you know, I can't remember the two wrestlers for real. I think it was, um, dang, man, one of the wrestlers, I think it was either Scott Hall or something. I ain't going to stay, uh, you know, I ain't going to fumble it too long. And then it was like he just jumped. I think it was like Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, there it go. Jeff Jarrett. He fell down. Feel me? Laid on his back. And Hulk, this was like Hulk Mania, whatever his name is, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he just stood over him. You feel me? Like, put his foot over him. Like, that's what happened. Like, we didn't need T.J. Watt to do that. T.J. Watt, when he, the sack that he got to actually tie the record, you might as well make him 1A and Michael Strahan be 1B. Because, but you know what? I ain't going to trip because T.J. Watt going to break the record next year because he missed a few games this year. Next year, he may play all the games. We gonna. I'ma hope that he play all the games, you know. So if we do that, he's gonna break that record. It's gonna be easy when T.J. Watt is out there, boy. Half your offense have to watch him. Three linemen, the quarterback, the running back, the tight end. Come on, man. But T.J. Watt was still was able to get something going. He was able to. Still get a sack, force fumble. It's like, no matter what you do, man, you're not going to really stop T.J. Watt. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all. Um, also, in that game, Cam Hayward went off a little bit. You feel me? They had a, I believe he had two sacks. Let me actually get it up here. My apologies. Cam Hayward, he had one sack. Chris Wormley had a sack. TJ had a sack. It was three sacks in the game. Um, the defense really showed up, man. Uh, first half really showed up. Really all game. I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, the Ravens was able to make plays. But like I said, that's the type of game. Like the, the Ravens still a rivalry. Some things are just going to happen. You know, and the Steelers was able to pull it out in overtime, 16-13, get the win. And here we are. Big Ben. We thought I thought it was gonna be over. Up until, you know, it was over. And we got another week of football to go. It's freaking wildcard week, man. Big Ben get another chance to possibly possibly go out. His way, go out the best way. All you need, all the Pittsburgh Steelers need is four straight wins. Can you beat Kansas City on Sunday night? We're going to talk about that a little bit later, man. But, yo, 
my one of my big takeaways in this game was how Najee Harris got hurt, hurt his elbow early in the game. I want to believe the second play of the game. He missed the I want to say a good portion of the first half, a little bit of the third quarter. In the meantime, Benny Snell, you know, um, salute to Benny Snell. You know, he was able to make a few good runs, you feel me? Like, you know, you got to respect the effort he put in because it could have been terrible. Like, it could have just straight up been, like, nothing, you know, 12 12 carries for 22 yards, you know. Najee, when he came back, it wasn't any better. It was 11 to 28 yards. Uh, Claypool actually had the most rushing yards with 33 on three carries, you know. But... When Najee comes, when Najee's in the game, Najee's at a point where his presence means a lot. His presence on the field means a lot. You can tell just how the defense just really accounts for him. Even though they don't believe that Ben is going to throw it deep, they still account for Najee. You know, they they rather have Ben throw it like the little the the little slants and whatnot, the quick passes, and have Najee get going. Because if y'all notice, the times when Najee does get going, it's kind of hard to stop him. He's like a Adrian James slash, you know, Marshawn Lynch type, you know. Like, as the game go along, they get better. They get better, man. So, don't get too fooled about the rushing yards of the team. Don't get too fooled. Don't get too fooled. Now, the rushing yards from the other team, now, that was a little different, all right? Latavius Murray had 150 yards. Um, Don, uh, the Freeman kid, he had 21 yards on five carries. And Hundley had 72 yards. So, the Steelers gave up a whole lot of rushing yards. A whole lot of rushing yards. Luckily, going against the Kansas City Chiefs, we would love to give up all that rushing yards. Not really, but we would love to give up all those rushing yards because that means that Patrick Mahomes ain't going to throw the ball too much. You know? But, hey, man. Oh, my. I'm just a guy. I'm just the guy. <laughs> but, man, the I want to shout out Stiller Nation. Everyone went crazy. The Twitter fear. The Instagram fear. The TikTok fear. Spear, you know, like, yo, man, everyone showed love. Everyone was very, very joyful. You had a couple haters out there, but most of the haters out there, they don't have profile pictures. So are they really haters or are they just bored? I don't know, man. But at the same time, after the win, I'm not hearing enough about the Steelers, right? When I'm hearing about the Steelers, I'm hearing just nothing but disrespect to the point that and Najee has to figure it out. And I think, you know, someone kind of checked him on it. I ain't going to bring it up, you feel me? But when Ben said at his press conference on Wednesday, look, man, we're not good enough to be, like, basically saying, yeah, we, we shouldn't be here. We're not good. We're not a good team. We about to get killed, smoked, and all that. Yeah. If you didn't take what Ben said as a Pittsburgh Steeler teammate, as like, yo, man, he's just messing with the media because that's the story and the narrative that the media is always putting out. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't understand 
how anyone can kind of confuse what Ben was saying, teammates, fans, you know what I'm saying, just confusing and saying, yo, Ben really think we're not, we don't got a chance? It's like, yo, Ben is putting it in the guy's mind, like, yo, they saying that we don't got a chance, we don't deserve to be here. Yo, why don't we just go out there and play football? Just play football. Play football because if this team can play football and not worrying about, you know, it sounds weird, but not worrying about focusing on winning the game, just going out there and playing football, you know, of course you're trying to win the game, but you're, you're out there playing. You're out there playing. I think the guys will show up. There won't be no pressure. It's a whole lot of young guys on the team, especially in the front line. Those guys don't need any pressure because they're already going to get the pressure all 60 minutes, both sides of the ball. You know I mean? So, except Cam. You know, Cam's an old head on the defensive side. But, you know, I ain't really worried about the defense too crazy. If the offense can stay on the field for a good period of time, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, anything can happen, man. Anything can happen. Um, I, there was a few people I seen during the week get interviewed uh, outside of – well, really, it was this one guy that I seen outside of the normal Pittsburgh Steelers media – Pat Frymuth was on Good Morning in America. I mean, God, excuse me, not Good Morning America. Good Morning Football and NFL Network. You know, and uh, his whole demeanor is so, like, just even kill. Like, yo, man, it is what it is. Like, yeah, we we good. We here. But, you know, we got work to do. You know, like, it's just like, I just like the mentality of some of the guys on the team. Even I got to shout out Chase Claypool, too. Like, I have to acknowledge that part as well with Chase Claypool. Since the whole incident Chase Claypool has been on his best behavior. Like, I haven't really seen him celebrate too crazy. And if he does, it ain't really, like, one of those, like, me-type celebrations. It's more so, like, for the team. And no matter if it's real, no matter if it's fake, whatever, the fact that he's doing it, no one's going to talk about it. And we're winning. And he's not doing it while we're winning, which is dope. It's dope, too, you know? Like... Hopefully he'll have a balance as he get older, like to, to make it work in a way that is not like um, I don't want to say a distraction because it may not be a distraction to the team, but you know just so it ain't no crazy news in the media, man. It's already crazy that the media already hate the Steelers anyway. We don't need them to hate you more, you know. Unless y'all want to feed off of that, but that's another topic. Um, let me see what we got here, man. It's a few people. That was on the COVID list. Some people came off. Buddy Johnson was placed on the COVID list um, on Thursday. Uh, he was removed off the list. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Hold on. Let me make sure I got this together. All right. Pardon me. Um, On the injury report right now, who didn't practice on third. Well, I'm going to start on Wednesday. On Wednesday... Najee didn't practice with an elbow. Big Ben, he practiced. It was limited at practice. Arthur Moulet with a concussion came back limited. And Dan Moore was a full participant at practice on Wednesday. Thursday, Najee still didn't practice. I think Najee is really going to... And, and the way Najee's been keeping his, his self together, he's one of them guys that, okay, we can hold him back. Because he's always working. We can hold him back probably up into game time. You know, so Najee Harris not practicing. Don't really 
It's not a real big deal to me, especially because he was able to finish the game. Big Ben, he was a full participant participant at practice today on Thursday. I mean, excuse me, not today. On Thursday. Dan Moore was a full participant at practice too. And Trey Turner was new on the list. He didn't practice. Now, it was big, a big uproar about Juju coming back to practice. Um, and a lot of people was getting extra hype saying Juju, he might be good, might be back. Like, no, y'all, it's not, it's not that. It's not that. Juju is, you know, coming back as far as, like, practicing and whatnot. But he's not going to play this week, y'all. He's not going to play this week. <laughs> so y'all can just hold off on that there. On the other side, it seems like everyone's almost healthy there. Same with the Steelers, man. Most of the people are like that you really can count on, that you need to count on, are healthy. You know, Najee, I feel like he's kind of healthy. He's just being held out until maybe tomorrow walkthrough or today's walkthrough or whatnot, you know. Um, James Washington was also taken off the COVID list. So James Washington will be available. Not sure if the emergence of Ray Ray McLeod will hinder any chance of James Washington playing. Because Ray Ray McLeod has been showing these past few games that he's going to get open first and Ben's going to give it to him because he gets open first. Deontay gets open second. But Ray Ray gets open first and it's in the places that Ben needs to throw because, you know, He's always getting rushed because you got to the way our offensive line has been performing the whole year. Um, defensive coordinators will be encouraged to rush more than your regulars, you know, dial up a blitz or two. But, hey, it is, it is what it is with that one, man. There's a couple guys that won some awards this year. And I'm not talking about the Steelers for seven awards or whatnot. I'm just speaking of the Steelers actually voting and having their awards. Team MVP for the year. It went to T.J. Watt, of course. Come on, y'all. Come on. What more can I say? T.J. Watt, baby. T.J. Watt. Sack record. You know what I'm saying? Like, what more can I say about that? You know, of course, the top passer was Big Ben, of course. Uh, top rusher, of course, was Har- James, I'm about to call him James Harris. <laughs> Najee Harris. And Deontay was the leader in uh, receiving, man, the, the top receiver. So, T.J. Watt. And I believe Cam Hayward won something as well. But Cam Hayward definitely needed to be man of the year. So, make sure y'all go out there. Y'all do y'all due diligence, you feel me? And I let people know. You know, and hopefully Cam Hayward, he gets it, man. I don't think that's something we can vote on, but if we can, cool. Y'all vote. I, mean, I need to actually check it out, right? Yeah. He's like, yo, Cat, why don't you check it out? You're telling us to do something you don't even know if it's there. My fault. You know, I'm, ha- I'm still hype. I'm still hype. Can you blame me? I thought this was going to be my last podcast of the season, y'all. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. And guess what? Guess what? It ain't. Still got a couple days, man. It can all be over Sunday night. 
or we going to be going somewhere else the next Sunday. Unless, you know, they try to have us play on Saturday or Monday. That Monday stuff is crazy. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. That mo- Whoever play on Monday, I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for them, man, because I don't even know how that works. Do they play Monday the next week, or do they have to play Saturday, or do they have to play Sunday? I don't know. I don't know. The NFL really did something crazy with that one. But, man, what other news we got, man? You know what? While I'm gathering that, why don't we get a word from the sponsor? Conversation for y'all because this was another big thing going around. The Pittsburgh Steelers of 2005. Will this 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers team have the same fate and go all the way? I don't know. 
There was a lot of similar, excuse me, similarities between the two teams, only in situation, not really in skill, not really in talent or whatnot. Because that 2005 team was a six seed, of course, yes, but they were still 11 and five. While this Pittsburgh Steelers team is nine seven and one, so the underdog factor, just looking at the records, is like okay, you know it's high. And Ben made a joke saying that. You know, we're like a 20-point underdog or whatever, but I don't think it's that bad. But it's definitely high. <laughs> but that 2005 team, let me just start it off. That 2005 team actually started off 3-2. and two. Started off 3-2, and two, winning four straight after that. So the Pittsburgh Steelers was 7-2 and two before hitting a slide. 7-2 and two hitting a slide, going down to 7-5. and five. It was 7-5, and then from there, that's when the Chicago Bears game happened. Jerome Bettis went off over a buck. I think it was like a buck, whatever, a buck, 50, whatever, man. He had over 100 yards, OG, and that's when the Steelers took off from there. Winning not one, not two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games straight to win the Super Bowl. In the playoffs... You know, let me just say they won four straight to end the season, right? Going into the playoffs, they had to face the Cincinnati Bengals, the 12-5 and Cincinnati Bengals, the number three team, I believe. I think I had it mixed up last podcast, but the number three team, the um, Cincinnati Bengals, Carson Palmer earlier that year, carved us up. It's like, yo, him and Chad Johnson and um, TJ Hoosmanzada was wilding on us. It's like, yo, what the heck? And then, you know, the Kimo Vano Hoffman situation happened, and it happened. It happened. You know, we was able to win. John Kittner came in, and he wasn't able to get the job done. Next week, go against the number one, no, the number two Indianapolis Colts. Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison scored, I want to say, the first play of the game during the season. That Pittsburgh Steelers team got rocked. Rocked. Guys, you wanna know the score of that game? 26 to 7. Do you know what that meant back then? That meant you got blown out. Back then, you got blown out if you lost 26 to 7, man. You hear me? Huh? Yo. So basically they came back and go against the Colts. And of course, y'all know the iconic Jerome Bettis fumble at the goal line. When it was going to actually score the touchdown to put us over. But he fumbled. Um, Harper, whatever his name is, he picked it up. He goes, Big Ben, he gets the tackle. He saves the day because that idiot kicker, and that's not my words, that's Peyton Manning's words, that idiot kicker, uh, I want to say Vanderdrag, whatever his name was, he missed the field goal, and the Steelers went 21-18. And then the next game was just like, all right, we was lit, we was basically high off that that Colts win that they went into Denver against the number one Denver Broncos and spanked the floor with them. Spanked the floor. Now you know what? I think I got all that mixed up, man. I think the Colts is number one, and I think the Broncos is number two. Yeah. But anyway, the Broncos got spanked. Still, it was high. It was like, we're not going to be stopped. 
And then which say what you want about the Seattle Super Bowl. The Steelers won 2110. You hear me? So can that happen this year? Let's take a look at how this year plan panned out, man. And then I'm gonna kind of go into the type of players. The Steelers started off two and three. Start off two and three. Excuse me, let me just say they start off one and three. Let's say that. They start off one and three. Then went in four straight, tying the game, losing two straight, win, loss, win, loss, and then winning the last two. Not very consistent at all, you know, as far as getting these wins, right? It kind of comes all over the place. Yeah. Only time would tell, man, because, you know, I can't predict the playoffs, but can this team dial up enough mustard to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Maybe. Maybe because to go back to the 05 team, you had some players over there. That 05 team, you had some guys on defense that you put, like people put, was scared of. James Farrier, Larry Foote, Troy Palomalu. Chris Holt, Ike Taylor, young Ike Taylor, you feel me? He was just getting in the th thick of things. Clark Haggis, um, Joey Porter, James Harrison for special teams. Uh, Deshae Townsend was solid. Aaron Smith, my guy. Kimo Von Allhoffen, I already spoke him up. Tyrone Carter, she was straight. Ricardo Coakley, he was straight. Brett Kiesel, the beer, y'all know him. Brian McFadden, good show. You know what I'm saying? There's a couple other guys over there, too. I ain't going to just, you know. But that's that's what that was. Like we had that defense had some guys there. Now I'm not saying this defense don't have guys because let me let me name the guys on this team. <laughs> on the defensive side. Minka Fitzpatrick. Joe Schobert is okay. Well, I say he's pretty good, right? Terrell Edmonds, step up this year. Cam Hayward. To me, the best D tackle in the league. And you can say what you want about Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald may be a better pass rusher, but for what that job entails, Cam Hayward to me is number one in that regard. Then you have T.J. Watt, Defensive Player of the Year this year. Come on. You know he's going to get it. Alex Highsmith, he's been turning up these past few games. Devin Bush has been kind of playing a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? But y'all know what's up with him. Cameron Sutton, pretty solid. Chris Wormley, solid. Arthur Moulet makes plays. James Pierre, doghouse. Um, Robert Spillane, part of the rotation. Trey Norwood, he makes a play when he has opportunities. Joe Hayden, OG. Isaiah Lottermilk, getting better by the game, by the opportunity. Akello Weatherspoon, man, this guy here, man. <laughs> yeah. He might be the best corner playing as of late, these last few weeks. Justin Lane, solid. Uh, make plays when he got a chance, when he gets the opportunities. You know, there's a couple other guys, rotational guys, man. Um, this Stiller team defense is actually missing more key players. If anything, I might say the 2021 Pittsburgh Stiller defense may have more talent but I think, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Because, you know, you have James Harrison, but James Harrison wasn't James Harrison yet. 
Troy Palomalu wasn't really Troy Palomalu yet. He just had two picks that year. You know what I'm saying? 92 tackles. He was just getting his feet wet. Um, you know, I mean, let me not just say he did. You know, he was first team all pro. Let me just say that, that year. So, I'll take that back. <laughs> you know, Joey Porter and Troy Palomalu was the only two defenders over there that makes that made the Pro Bowl. Is almost the same on our side on um, the 2021 team. Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. It's crazy, right? Tackle. Well, never mind. Troy was a, a safety, but it's crazy. Cause I felt like Minka Fitzpatrick should have went this year, but you know, if you don't get picks, they're gonna disrespect. I feel like he got a lot of pass deflections, a lot of key pass deflections and whatnot after the slow start. But the offense is where the big question lies because the 2005 offense, yeah, we had a young Ben Roethlisberger, but it kind of stops there with the youth. You had Willie Parker. He was pretty fairly young at the time. He was 25 at the time. But you had Jerome Bettis, 33. Deuce Daly, back up, 30. Um, Big Ben, like I said, he was 23 at the time. Antoine Randall L, 26. Um, Heinz Ward was 29. Cedric Wilson, if you remember him, he was 27. Heath Miller was young, 23. You know, Jeremy Tooman was 29. Nate Washington was young, 22. He didn't really make plays yet for, for the team, Nate Washington. You know, that was a pretty young, that was pretty Old offense, like I don't want to say old, but we only had. Let me see, I'm gonna go with 25, right? We only had one, two, three, four, five players on offense that was under 25, right? And only three of them was actually playing. Three of them was actually really playing on this defense in 2021. I mean, on this offense in 2021, it's a fairly young offense. Uh, where we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 guys that's 25 and younger that contributes to the offense with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Excuse me, hold on. Let me not give too many guys credit. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. You know, it's like it's a whole our offense is young, man. We only got one guy in our in the 30s. You got one guy in the 30s and one guy approaching the 30s and Derek White. Eric Ebron isn't playing, so he's 28. Anthony Miller is not playing right now. Um, he's 27. Kalen Balaj barely plays at 26. You know, like almost all of our key players is 25 and under. That's basically it. You know, so this is a very young offense where we have to really figure out if who's going to be the guy. It's the playoffs. We don't know how these guys are going to act. Some guys may thrive. Some guys may fold. And this is one of those things where, and it's, it's funny. I'm sitting here really looking at the ages. Like, I haven't seen a football team like at least one side of the ball that was this young across the board. And then you have Ben, who's 10 years older than the next guy. That is crazy. That is crazy. But to summarize all this up, 
I don't believe that talent-wise that this Pittsburgh Steelers team will be able to beat that one because I felt like at the end of the day, we were stronger at the offensive line in 2005 than this year. Defense, I I might have to go with the old five line just because we missing to it and Tyson this year. So it's like our line, both offense and defensively, was to me better. Um, just based off who was available in the pro production. Um, but the defense does make splash plays. The defense definitely feeds off energy of the offense. If the offense can score, the defense gonna feed off the energy. That's just what it is. Because the offense rarely scores. So when we do score, it's one of them things that, yo, everybody, it's time to turn up. You know, and they admitted on numerous occasions that they ride for Ben. This is the last one for Ben. So we're going to ride this high all the way to the end. But if, if I had to go, if I had to pick if the 2021 Steelers, based off who they have today, Versus the 2005 Pittsburgh Steelers, based off who they have at the time of the playoffs or whatnot. I will have to say the Pittsburgh Steelers of 2005 will probably win by 21 points, man. Because you couldn't afford to probably... Because we wouldn't be able to stop the run. Willie Parker will probably run all over the place. He'll probably get a couple of 50-yarders, you know, 60-yarders. Um... Of course, you got Hines, you got Antoine Randall L. And you got some ballers there, Heath Miller. But we, we already know how this offense goes for 2021. We start off slow. Oh, we start off slow. Slow, 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 slow. So I don't think that, that the 2021 team could beat the 2005 team, but this ain't about that. I just hope that the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers walk the same path as, as the 2005 Steelers. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want. But hopefully that helped y'all with the little debate. If it didn't, let me know in the comment section or whatever section that you listening to on. Write a review. You know what I mean? Five stars. You already know what it is, man. But I'll be right back. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to break down this wild card game. All right, man, guys, we are here. We are here, man. It's time to break this game on down. Andy Reid versus Mike Tomlin. Pittsburgh Steelers versus Kansas City Chiefs. Mike Tomlin, another year with no losing record. Getting himself and the team into the dance by being consistent with his talk. Consistent with his teaching, consistent, consistent, consistent. The team may not be as good as you think, but the team is good enough to work together. And that starts with the head coach. Big Ben also goes another year without having a losing season. So you see how the dynamic duo is dynamic. Now it's time to put on the dynamicism. <laughs> and get it cracking against the Chiefs, man. The Chiefs is 12-5. This game will be taking place Sunday, January 16th, 2022. Start time, 8.15 p.m. You know, the time that you need to know, Eastern time, you know. Stadium, you know, the guy how I feel, whatever, Arrowhead, Arrowhead Stadium. 
You know, the Chiefs is uh, 12 and a half point favorites. The over-under is 46 points. They really not they really not respecting us. They think the Chiefs is going to score at least 30 points on us. That's what they're guaranteeing, guys. That's what they're guaranteeing, guys. But, you know, we can do the comparisons. Quarterbacks, I'm going to have to give it to Patrick Mahomes. Give it to the young guy. But salute to Ben. Just salute to Ben, man. Ben's an OG. OG still out here putting up good, good enough numbers to be in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, but Patrick Mahomes is top two. He's going to be top two for a while. Top two for a while. As far as receivers goes, you have to go. Well, running backs, I would take our running back, Najee Harris, over their crew of running backs. Just because I feel like Najee gives more. I feel like Najee is more of a superstar running back. And they don't really got no superstar running backs over there. Receivers, I don't know. I might have to, I might have to go with our... It's tough. It's tough because they have Tyreek Hill. And I'm not talking about tight ends. I'm just talking about the receivers. They have Tyreek Hill. But we also have Chase Claypool. We have Deontay Johnson. The emergence of Ray Ray McLeod. The option to bring James Washington in. The options are there. I feel like with our options, I would have to take our room over them having Tyreek. Um, I think Harlan and um, and whoever else they got over there, right? You only know about Tyreek. And I guess maybe because I'm a Steeler fan, you know, that we're Steeler fans, that we know our receivers. But I don't know if the outside world knows our receivers. Actually, when they start naming our receivers, they name our receivers. They say they got Deontay Watson. I mean, they got Deontay Johnson. They got Chase Claypool. They they, they got Juju Smith-Schuster when he's healthy. They got, you know, like, so they get the name in off receivers when they talk about the Steelers. So I'm going to have to take our receiver room. Tight ends, I feel like I personally would take Pat Fry move because of the youth. And I feel like. And I'm going I'm to just, just keep it 100, man. I'm going to just pick Pat Fry move. But I think consensus would say that Travis Kelsey may get that nod. He may get that nod. So I'll probably go with the consensus and say Travis Kelsey at this moment in time is better than our guy, our head guy. But I feel like we have the better room because the emergence of Zach Gentry being the solid number two guy, number two tight end, he's already big as hell. He can block. Now he's starting to get the receiving aspect part of the game. Like put that in his arsenal where it's not just a catch and tackle. It's a catch. I'm gonna get five to eight. Come on, man. Salute to Zach Gentry, man. And salute to Kevin Raider too when he get when he has his opportunity, man. Salute to him. These guys have been stepping up. Like I said, Eric Ebron, he's out the whole year. You know, he was out for a while, man. I don't even remember when he got hurt. And these guys are stepping up. I think the emergence of Zach Gentry really made it hard for Eric Ebron to remain the Steelers next year, man. And that's just my guess on that. But back to this game. If we had the flips, well, not, I'm not there yet. Offensive line, I would probably give the slight edge to the Kansas City Chiefs because they have – they're, they're – I don't know, man. 
their pack of running backs, <laughs> they're still able to get things done in a way that I feel like Najee couldn't do if Najee didn't have his ability. He was 100% relying on the – at least 80% relying on the offensive line to get his yards, you know. So, But I don't think they're too far off. I think the Chiefs probably have two, three positions as that's better than – our positions. I'm not going to just point it out because, come on, man. You know, I got love for our offensive line, man. I got love for them, man. He's got to step it up. On the other side, D-line, D-line is tough. D-line is tough because, like I said, if this was the beginning of the year, I would take ours, no questions asked. But the fact that we have is Cam – and then at the cam, it's um, Ty- not Tyson. We miss you, Tyson. But Chris Wormley and or Isaiah Lottermilk. I like the Adams kid we picked up. He's been pretty solid. He's a guy that knows his position for real. So salute to him. But on that side, I feel like they get the job done. Chris Jones, I believe, is over there. Um, Melvin Ingram, if you want to put him as, I think they put him as his hand in the ground. Um, and if it's not, then, you know, whatever, man. But they have a solid D tag. They have a solid D line, solid D line. All, all, all them guys over there, they solid. So I'll probably get them the edge there. Even though I feel like Cam may be the best one. I feel like they may have the best group. Linebackers, it's tough because if I, I can go middle linebackers, I can go to the whole linebackers. So I'm going to just go to the whole linebackers. I think just the fact that we have TJ Watt and they don't, I'm going with our guys. T.J. Watt is that good, y'all, where that one man can have three janitors, which he don't. You know, he got some players that play linebacker with him. But he caused so much chaos, you don't care who else is over there because you got to worry about this tidal wave coming to you. You got to worry about it. You got to worry about it. You got to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? So, I'll probably take our linebackers. DBs, including safety, safeties and corners. Uh, you know what? I'll go corners. I'll separate that, right? Corners. I'll probably go with our guys, man. Just because Joe Hayden is still can get a, he still can make plays. And Akello Witherspoon has been doing his thing. And Cam Sutton, when he's able to play the slot, he does great things, man. Does great things. And then you can mix up Arthur Millette in there as well. Like you can mix up a couple other guys, man. You know how we do. You know how we do it. Safeties, they have Honey Badger, but we have Minka. I like Terrell Edmonds because he knows his role and he knows what he's good at now. Like he knows there's certain players in the league where you see them play and it'll hit you like, yo, they don't know they're not good at that. Like they don't understand their talent for real. Whereas a couple guys you see that's real confident in the game, like Jalen Ramsey, right? I know that's the, easy, the easiest, obvious person to go to when it comes to corners, right? He's number one. Number one. But it's the way that he goes about it. Like, you know that he's number one. The way he plays tells you he's number one. It's like, nah, he, he knows what he's doing. He knows his strengths. And he knows his weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? So... And everyone can get got in the league, but I feel like that Terrell Edmonds, now he's not 
a player like him, but I'm saying like he's starting to learn his role. He's starting to little, like learn his purpose or whatnot for the defense. And then, like I said, Minka Fitzpatrick. And then you can mix in Trey Norwood in there. You can mix in, you know, whatever, whatever. But them having Honey Badger over there, I don't even know who the other guy is over there. I ain't even trying to show them respect for real. I'm keeping it 100. I'm not. But it is what it is, man. Um, The last time we played these guys, of course, y'all remember, 36 to 10. You know, these last the last two times we played them, they scored over 35 points. You know, but I can only talk about this year because the time before that was three years ago. So we can only talk about this game. And this game, it didn't fare too out too well, man. It didn't fare too well for us. Um, Big Ben was 23 at 35, 159, one and one in that game. Sacked twice, not good. Najee had a buck. Excuse me. Najee had 90, 93 yards on the ground. It was okay, but it really wasn't enough. Patrick Mahomes, he didn't have 500, 400, 300 yards, but he had 258 yards. But check this out. 23 completions to 7 incompletions. Rating of a 135.1 um, to Ben's 73.4. And, you know, basically, that tell you everything. The Russian... It was like a rush rushing by committee or whatnot. We was able to kind of keep that under the wraps like just a little bit. They were still able to get over 100 yards rushing as a team. You know, so if we can kind of eliminate that a little bit. I don't know, man, because we kind of want them to rush the ball. I'm not going to lie, man. But they was making key runs. Like, they would get third down runs, turn them into first downs and whatnot. And we can't have that. We can't have that coming into the second game. Um, I believe that T.J. Watt didn't even play. No, T.J. Watt did play in this game. I think this is one of the games he ended up getting hurt. Or he didn't finish or whatnot. You know, he wasn't a factor at all in the game. You know, those are a couple. And we got, our, we got our players, man. We got our dogs. They was missing some of their dogs, you know, on offense. So this is probably the closest we're going to get for... Like, both teams being at full strength. So, I ain't really mad at it, man. But if I have to give my predictions for this game, oh, man, don't have me do it. Uh, guys, I firmly believe that this Pittsburgh Steelers game versus the Kansas City Chiefs and Arrowhead will be an upset of all upsets. I'm not just saying this because I'm a Steelers fan. I'm not saying this because I'm hype. I'm not saying this because you're hype. I'm saying it because the NFL is a business, man. What's the best story out there right now? Outside of AB being in the pit and not the palace. What's the best story out right now? AB's going crazy. Big Ben finna retire. Why not Big Ben get the championship while AB acting crazy? That's the last laugh. And if that's not going to happen, they're going to make sure Bill Belichick win. You know? But, you know, that's another conversation. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do that to y'all. You feel me? At the end of the day, these guys got to go out here and play. And we're just going to see, man. But I think this game will come down to that bitter end. Big Ben will make the key throw for the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. 23-20. 
Chris Boswell will win the game to end regulation and the Pittsburgh Steelers will be in a divisional round. And if I'm lying, oh, I can't be lying because it ain't happened yet. But if I'm wrong, I'll be back next week saying I'm sorry, y'all. This is the end of the week. I mean, this is the end of the year wrap-up. But if not, we got another week. You feel me? So we're going to get hyped. Everybody get your stuff together, man, because it's going to be up. It's going to be lit. Everybody, man, we here, y'all. We here. And all you Tomlin haters out there, all you Big Ben haters out there, just shut up, relax, and enjoy the ride because you wasn't invited in the first place. You feel me? Because if you dropped your flag, let me quote let me quote John from Stiller Gang. If you ever drop your flag, you know, I can't really quote it, you feel me, because I don't remember it a lot, but... You know what I'm saying? If you dropped your flag, don't try to pick that drone up and get back on a bandwagon because we are not accepting your past. You feel me? You not getting on the train. And I'll tell you what my coach said back in the day, you feel me, back in high school, but I, I'm not trying to talk like that on this podcast. So it's your man, Cap Easy. Make sure you guys lock in. Make sure you guys subscribe, follow, share your team. 18 Venture Season Network, man. You know it's the home. And if you want to get in tune, it's definitely VentureSeason.com. Make sure you tap in right now because it's only going up. It's only going up. So Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Who else over there? Honey Badger. Put on your 3D glasses, because we coming straight at you. Rolling with the choppers, catch a case, nah, no. We gon' dump the chopper after we dump it for show. Run up on the op, squeeze the Glock, yeah, po. Man, make it rain like we just did your hoe Yeah, she just drizzled, man, I ain't gotta get into it Kev, easy roll up out since I had a Buick I don't understand how you niggas listen to music It's Kev, easy, I roll around like I'm acting like I'm stupid Niggas rollin' with a dumb dumb, not cock back like it's fun I don't care what you saying, homeboy, I'ma make sure you run Run up the block, homeboy, go to police You tryna get help from one time, one time for me it's me one time reaching for my peace. Click clack, click clack, pow pow, niggas deceased. I don't understand how you wanna talk, boy. You know it's me. If we pull up, dog, you going down. That's for real. 